Welcome to Oikos. How's everybody doing? Are you a little sad? So I was rooting so hard right before third quarter. No, I was excited. That's not why. It might have been why. Who knows? But we do have something to be excited about. Um, you heard that song by the Homesteaders, a la Jason and Ashley Phelps. They've been invited, if you have not heard, to sing for Super Bowl Live. So over, yeah, isn't that? So there's a couple things that I think we should be praying about. First is their witness there, because they've been given a great opportunity. So what is the Lord going to do with them as they're there, naturally and supernaturally? as they get to sing their gift and use their gift, um, as they get to express their love for people and for God in a place that I bet there will be a few people that need to hear those exact words. So pray for that. The other thing is that Jason and Ashley will be revealing when that exactly occurs. So be watching for that on Facebook. We'll probably be giving an announcement the week before because I know some of us are ADD. And if we tell you right now, it's just going to go like this. And then we're going to have to tell you again, it's going to go like this. And then finally, when the Super Bowl's here, we're going to tell you and you'll be like, oh, why didn't you tell me before? So be watching for those details and we will get that out to you. It's an exciting time in our family and in the life of our family as well. We're going to be in Acts chapter 12. So if you want to turn to Acts chapter 12, look that up. You'll find Acts in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And then you'll find the book of Acts. It's the history of the church as it started after the resurrection and ascension of Jesus. Acts chapter 12. So when something happens, what do you do? Do you withdraw or do you draw together? When something happens in your marriages, what do you do when something happens between you and your spouse? when you get, you know, really irritated? Do you come together in prayer? Be honest. Or do you walk out and slam the door? Do you withdraw or, you do, or do you draw together? So we had an awesome opportunity to go to a park yesterday. And I won't name what child did this, but of course it's going to be one of mine. And we went to this park to meet up with another family from Oikos. And there was a problem. Something happened. They had this great game planned, and this other kid pushed this certain kid. And this one kid that I knew really well, it wasn't Ileana. This one kid that I knew really well got so mad, so mad that her mom decided to take her away from the situation and talk with her. Still so mad, so mad that the anger started to spew over and the words, I hate you, came out as we were walking back. Yeah, you're like, uh-oh. So mad that she, oops, or he, wanted to withdraw from the family. 
I don't think that's a strange response, honestly. I think, in fact, most of us have walked into those steps. And whether it was about someone pushing you or pushing the right buttons or saying something that you didn't like, we have this inward reaction where instead of drawing nearer to God when something happens, we begin to withdraw. Instead of drawing nearer to the people who he said, the number one thing I want you guys to do is love me and love others. We choose to withdraw because they've done something to us. We have a right to be angry with them. The current political system and conversation, what do we see going on? We have a right to be angry, whatever side you're on. Instead of drawing in together and saying, we need to draw near to God. We need to pray. We need to draw near with those who think differently than us and pray to the one who knows better than all of us. Do we withdraw or do we draw near? That's one of the main points that I saw in the text today. And we get to learn something from the early church as they talk to us in Acts chapter 12. Verse 1. About that time, King Herod Agrippa began to persecute some believers in the church. He had the apostle James, John's brother, killed with a sword. When Herod saw how much this pleased the Jewish people, he also arrested Peter. This took place during the Passover celebration. Then he imprisoned him, placing him under the guard of four squads and four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring Peter out for public trial after the Passover. But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep, fastened with two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate. Suddenly there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him on the side to awake. I think this is great, isn't it? Peter, in Scripture, we know another time when he couldn't stay awake, and that was when Jesus was asking him to. He kept sleeping in the garden when he was asking him to pray. This time, people are praying for him, and he's sleeping. And the angel actually has to jab him to wake him up. Quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrists. Then the angel told him, get dressed and put on your sandals. And he did. Now put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell following the angel. But all the time he thought, it's a vision. It just can't be true. He didn't realize it was actually happening. They passed the first and second guard posts and came to the iron gate leading to the city. And this opened for them all by itself. So they passed through and started walking down the street. And then the angel suddenly left him. Peter finally came to his senses. Is it really true, he said? The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jewish leaders had planned to do to me. When he realized this, he went to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark, 
where many were gathered for prayer. He knocked at the door.